Hello, I'm John Deeks and welcome to the Your Life Choices podcast. Now, today's a little different. For this podcast, we've ventured to the great city of Bendigo in the heart of the goldfields of Victoria and more particular to the Bendigo Art Gallery. Founded in 1887 and one of Australia's oldest and largest regional art galleries, and personally I'm no stranger to this wonderful place, the Bendigo Gallery is a favourite destination of mine. As a host to the most wonderful exhibitions, and just recently I enjoyed the Mary Quant exhibition, but today is a little different. The Bendigo Art Gallery celebrates a unique event, Elvis, direct from Graceland. From Bendigo Tourism, I have Glenn Harvey and Lauren Ellis, the gallery's genius creator. Welcome to you both. Hello, Lauren. Hello. And hello to you, Glenn. Hi, John. Well, look, let's start Let's start with you, Glenn. Bendigo is certainly a sensational destination. It used to be, it's got the mine and it's got the tram. <laughs> but those things changed and you've become uh, very uh, much more into the arts. That's Explain right. how that uh, metamorphosis came about. Uh, sure. Uh, it's It's been in the making for, I would say, 20 years. And um, I've been fortunate enough to be around, not quite for 20 years, but I've seen a, a fair transformation in that time. And it really was about repositioning Bendigo as, a, like you were saying, a gold rush destination to an arts and cultural destination. And I remember in the mid-2000s, it was very deliberate at the time, the gallery were looking to bring a new audience in and they trialled an exhibition called The World's Most Photographed. And they came to us as the tourism team and said, look, if we bring this exhibition, would you work with us on bringing visitors to town? Let's, Let's give it a go. And we thought, absolutely, this is a really good chance to reposition Bendigo. So we started with that. We got 12,000 people through the exhibition. From then, and and, um, I'm sure Lauren can elaborate, it went to many more other exhibitions. And in fact, I think I've lost count. There'd be at least 20 something Mm. major exhibitions over that time. And, you know, I guess that's allowed us to build that brand as a destination. In addition to that, to really um, align everything around that uh, the art gallery, around the arts and culture. So we've worked with a lot of different um, our hospitality scene, our attraction scene to really sort of be on brand with the gallery and, and really start to reposition us as that arts cultural. You and I were just outside getting some coffee. Yes. And we were standing in, in View Street That's right. out there and I said the last time I was here when the Mary Quant was on, uh, my partner and I were walking up and down View Street looking at all the various arts and uh, the it, it's becoming sort of a, a precinct. That's a right. Little, a little Montmartre <laughs> in Bendigo. Uh, but it, there is so much more to see. It's wonderful. It is. And, uh, you know, we're very fortunate. Bendigo is a, a very much a lifestyle city. It has a yes. beautiful, yes. beautiful heritage buildings from the, oh, the late 1800s and the insane. Gold Rush era. And but majority have been restored. So they're magnificent. And a uh, big part of why we love them is they've got all these contemporary experiences in them, mm. bars, restaurants, mm. cafes. Vibrant. You know, cinemas, etc. So you get a real mixture of the old and the new in Bendigo. When yeah, and you the come. arts crowd bring that with them. They do, they yeah. do. And we really uh, attract a lot of people that love arts and, and, and are creative. So we have things like the Bendigo Writers Festival that happens in May this year. Mm. We have the Bendigo Easter Fair, 150th year coming up in April, which is a big cultural festival. We have uh, other festivals um, such as Groove and the Move for the youngsters, you know, mm-hmm. that happens. So we've got performing arts, we've got written arts, we've got fine arts. So it, it really has become a hub for people to come and express 
their creativity. This podcast goes all around Australia and some 270,000 odd, uh, well, not terribly odd people, but odd members. Uh, <laughs> no, 270,000 plus members of, of your life choices. Uh, living in Melbourne as I do, I take the train. Yes. I do not drive up here. I take the train because I can yes. and because I'm over 70, I get, you know, wonderful. Sometimes it costs very, very little <laughs> at all and once a year it costs nothing. So what I'm trying to say is that it's easy to get to, especially by train. They put, you know, lots of new parts of the line on now and it just, you know, fly through and it's, it's just great. And as you said, as we were outside, the station's just around the corner yes, right. and, it, and it's wonderful. And um, uh, I recommend the Shamrock Hotel. <laughs> I didn't get a freebie. I stayed there. It was just sensational. They've redone it beautifully. It's a very famous hotel. It's had Dame Nellie Melba stay there. She and- complained, you know. Yes. Yeah. She complained about the, the, the clock. That's right. Yeah. I did, I did too, but they said, they told me just to be quiet. <laughs> well, she must have had... Um, Who do you think you are, Dix? <laughs> she must have had a fair bit of um, influence because ever since she complained with that clock, it hasn't struck after midnight ever since. So, yeah. right. um, it's <laughs> I think it's the ghost. <laughs> it is. Glenn, but, thank, you, thank you so much. And, and we're going to come back to uh, more of the wonderful things of Bendigo. But what we're here to talk about is the most wonderful exhibition that has just occurred. And as I said, I have Lauren Ellis, the curator of this wonderful gallery with us as well. Hello to you, Lauren. Hello. Now, I am a huge fan of The King. I didn't start off being a huge fan of The King, but in 1991, I had my first visit to Gracelands Mm. when... uh, Auntie Delta was still living upstairs. It was a living, working, breathing house. Yeah. And I went in and it was much more of a real experience back then to the point where all the the little group that was on this this tour, as we went into Graceland itself, the chitter-chatter that we were doing outside stopped. And it was walking into, please don't think this being blasphemous, but into the Sistine Chapel Mm. or something. We walked in and... Everyone stopped and you could feel the hairs on your... And, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan. Mm. It was just like, oh, this would be interesting. To the point where the tour guide was saying, folks, you can ask questions and you can talk, but everyone's kind of just walking around. A most ethereal experience. Uh, And my second time was about five years ago. It was a bit more Disneyland, but uh, certainly wonderful. So... Uh, I'm intrigued by how, for a start, you've been able to get this wonderful exhibition. Yeah, it's been a a long process and it's interesting you tell that story because I can totally relate to that experience of stepping into the house. I just travelled there in January when the borders opened. Right. And I know exactly what you mean. You walk in and the atmosphere is just... Can't believe it. ...extraordinary. It's magic. The house is magic. And even now in its you know, much larger and more developed state. The house itself is just beautifully preserved. It's like this beautiful little capsule where the energy is, I think, incredibly warm still. But, yeah, it's been it's been an incredible process bringing this all together. You know, it's been a few years in the making, obviously, but Graceland have been fantastic to work with um, and many hours of Zoom meetings and doing it long distance during the pandemic was tricky. That would have been <laughs> really a problem because... To be able to organise that and wondering how you're going to get things across and all the rest of it would have not have been an easy feat. It was tricky. Look, usually... Glenn said you're under the pump at the moment. You, she said, <laughs> said no, we can't keep it too long. She's really... Uh, so no, look, happy to be here. And look, I have to say their team of um, Angie Marchese, who's the Vice President of Archives there, and you know her staff have been incredibly 
generous and collaborative and we've Isn't all that kind great of that together. it's taking it out to the world because unlike you know so many folks unlike you and I have mm. not had the uh, the pleasure of being able to go to mm. to Memphis and go to see Sun Studios and go and see all those wonderful things that surround Elvis Presley Boulevard and all the rest of it so it's just great you've been able to bring it here it's great I think you know did they start off by saying you're from where <laughs> <laughs> who are you or did, or did you as bit. Glenn said you can now say ah but look we've done this we've done that we've done that we were able to say those things I mean well I done, don't Glenn. think the word <laughs> Bendigo was ringing a bell for Memphis in our first conversation but we got there and yeah that's right the gallery's got you know this great track record now with having presented these very sort of large-scale celebrity style icons through this lens of kind of how these people have shaped our visual culture and design and um you know the cultural landscape that we live in so we've done a couple of really big names that people may have seen the exhibitions around people like Grace Kelly and Marilyn Monroe. So we were able And David to, Bowie. And, well, well, of course, in Melbourne. In Melbourne, that's right. So, you know, we were able to sort of make the case to Graceland that we had the skills to tell this story in a new way and in a classy way and in a way that was, you know, befitting um, Elvis's legacy. Uh, can I just say, before I get into the Elvis side more... Um, it is not just an exhibition. This this wonderful place that you have here just has so many other rooms, and you mm. you go and discover, and you look at the the genesis of of white uh, settlement, and certainly in the Bendigo area with gold, etc. It's just remarkable. Yeah, it's a pretty special gallery. I mean, I think in the context of um, regional galleries, we're lucky for lots of reasons. Um, you know, we have a wonderful big building. We've got an incredible collection of diverse art, as you said, colonial art, but lots of First Nations art, contemporary art also, and a really supportive community who um, get behind us and support our exhibitions. And of course, lots and lots of Melbournians who travel up. So yeah, we're in a really unique position to be able to put on really ambitious exhibitions and programs. Let's get on to Elvis. Um, I, I think of him in, in three parts. There was his incredibly uh, torturous youth as a, as, as a, a twin who survived uh, and, and the hard times in Tupelo, then being um, introduced to Sun Records and his first recordings. Then we go through to the army being the first phase of his life. Yep. And that incredible rocket ride from 19 years of age or whatever uh, through to meeting the colonel and all the rest of it. Then after coming out of the army, he continued to make movies. He made some 31 films. Mm. Uh, then the decline of Elvis. Then the uh, being the second part. Then the renaissance uh, with the 68 special where he had it in the round in that beautiful black mm. leather outfit playing his heart out which he didn't want to do because just before the recording, he called the manager in, the director into his dressing room and said, I can't do this. Mm. And he said, you can do it. Came out, killed it. He had Scotty and all the, the musos from his past and just slayed it. And then, of course, we go into Aloha from Hawaii and he continued on to do some in total 1,684 concerts. Mm. So there are three parts. What does the exhibition cover? All three of those parts, John. So it is a broad look at his whole life and biography. And as, you know, Bendigo Art Gallery, our kind of strength is fashion and textiles and visual cultural history. So there's a, an emphasis on kind of the evolution of his style. 
And I think particularly that story of how in a time before celebrities had stylists, he was Mm. this incredible kind of instinctive innovator who just sort of gathered things from all around. Well, you David Bowie and those others. I mean, he was an innovator that way because he dressed differently. and Totally. But we do look at those three chapters and that 68 special moment that you talked about, Mm. which is sort of this end of one chapter of this, you know, sort of these years in Hollywood through the 60s where he you know, arguably had kind of lost his way creatively. He was kind of bereft and exhausted and pretty frustrated. And then, yeah, this extraordinary moment in time happened where, you know, he was newly married, had a new baby, just Mm. decided to kind of put his faith in this young television director, Steve Binder, and, you know, as you say, killed it in this incredible special that just kind of reminded the world of like, wow, this extraordinary raw talent. So that special is sort of almost like the fulcrum of the exhibition. So that's the centre of the exhibition. But before you get there, you will journey through his, you know, extremely humble childhood, Mm. as you say, difficult childhood in rural Mississippi, you know, in the height of depression era America. And then, yeah, this... But he was driven. He he was was driven. He He couldn't help but get on this rocket ride and go there. And we all have sort of preconceived ideas of Elvis, Mm. uh, Glenn, you were saying your preconceived idea of Elvis was? It was more the Vegas era, the jumpsuits era, yeah. yeah. And um, I didn't know, I didn't have much depth of knowledge to Elvis, so it's more that, that latter part of his history. And so, so folks, if you're listening to this and you think, oh, well, Elvis Presley, no, no, no. First thing, if you can, if you have Netflix, go to a brand new, not, well, it was actually shot in 2018, but it's just been released. John Landau is the director called The Searcher, and it's on Netflix. It's only two parts. It is, I thought, oh, no, not another Elvis Presley documentary. And I thought, oh, well, look, I'll, I'll have a look at it. And you are just hooked in. It's shot beautifully and it gets to the soul of Elvis Presley. And if you want to know about his singing prowess, go to the Gospels because he put out a couple of gospel albums and when he was always in his worst mm. places, he would always go back to that, didn't he, Laura? Yeah, that's right. And, the, you know, the first Grammy Award he won was for a gospel album in 66. Really? Um, how great they are. I think yeah. it's 66. Someone yeah. will correct me if not. But he won three... Oh, believe uh, me, they'll correct you. They will, don't worry, the emails are already streaming in. Um, he won three Grammys and they were all for gospel recording. Is that right? So it was his first His love. voice was absolutely... Actually, listen to this documentary... Watching this documentary, um, The Searcher, uh, is you just hear this mm. voice and the purity is unbelievable. Because you just think of her, you know. Yeah. No, 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 no. That is just a, an absolutely tiny bit of, of just the depth and the range he gave. Yeah, three octaves. I mean, the gospel story is a really big one. Um, you know, he grew up in the church and he grew up in a small railroad town in Tupelo where, uh, in Mississippi called Tupelo, where, Mm. you know, sitting around and singing music was what people did. They didn't have televisions, you know, radios were obviously a big part of life, but and as I said, you could, you could tune the radio to a gospel, to a to mm. a country, to a whatever. Yeah. And, and he, he was able to blend so many of those styles. He was. And when he moved to Memphis when he was 13 and his biographer, Peter Goralnik, describes Memphis radio in the 50s as a kaleidoscope of musical vistas, yeah. which is a great quote. You know, he did – he really couldn't have hatched out of any other place on earth. You know, Memphis is this extraordinary – a kind of nexus point of American histories and, you know, their legacies in music. The people who love Elvis, they're going to come. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be here, they'll be lining up and they'll be all, you know, those Elvis fans that we love and uh, all the rest of it. But what we need to do is get people who 
think they liked Elvis or that Elvis was part of their life to come into this exhibition to, to live the spirit that is Graceland's, the spirit that, that was Elvis Presley and that still continues on today. Those are the people we need to get here to this exhibition. Well, hand on heart, I can say I, I too began this project knowing you know, little to nothing and, you know, Lane, you if were anything. you the same? I was. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'm a young, artsy, not that young anymore, but, you know, artsy sort of lefty type and I was a bit like, oh, Elvis, I don't know, a bit of a problematic figure. And, look, he is a complicated person. There is no doubt. Tell me an artist that isn't. Exactly. And having now, you know, just spent an intense year or two in his life and in his world and, you know, reading every facet. sucked in, don't it's you? Fac- he's it the really most is. fascinating person and I think – Something that's almost Shakespearean about the Elvis story is the whole history of 20th century pop culture and media and, you know, all of these sort of facets of political and cultural history of the West of the 20th century inextricably linked to his story. Elvis Direct from Graceland is on until the 19th of July, which is, uh, sorry, the 17th of July. 17th, that's 17th right. 17th of July, uh, kicked off on March 19 and uh, goes through to the 17th of July. You have no excuse not to come to this wonderful city and if you can stay the night and see a few other things, terrific. But to explore Bendigo is wonderful, but to explore the Bendigo Art Gallery is a treasure because it's certainly one of our treasures here in Australia, certainly if not in Victoria. Before we go, um, there are some very significant uh, pieces of Elvis memorabilia here as well. Yeah, we've got a couple of real um, stellar pieces that were probably the most complicated ones to arrange shipping to Australia. Such as? A beautiful 1960 MG, a red MG. MG? Yeah, wow. that was Elvis's own car actually and wound up being cast along with him in Blue Hawaii. Um, because the director sort of... I've got a mate in Adelaide who's an MG fan. He will be over here, guaranteed. Uh, It is a beautiful car, I've got to say. Um, Absolutely gorgeous. And a bike? And a bike. And one of the last bikes that he bought, actually, a 76 Harley-Davidson. So he was a lifelong lover of Harleys. I think he bought his first one in about 55 when he started earning serious money. So this is one from the other end of his life, and it's beautiful. Red bike, absolutely gorgeous. Now, we're going to give folks a a bit of a chance to look at a teaser of what's Mm -hmm. here. But before we do, I want to wrap up with you, Glenn, as far as what is also here. Because apart from being the year of Elvis in Australia, Baz Luhrmann? Yes, Baz has um, an Elvis movie coming out, I think, I believe in June. um, And a trailer's just been released on that. So it really is the year to celebrate Elvis and all in from Australia. Australia. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, in Australia as well. All right, so what else can people see when they come up to beautiful Bendigo? So every time the gallery has an exhibition, we get very excited with our tourism industry and we put out the call to them to really get behind the gallery and create experiences that people can do while they're here. Sure. So for Elvis Direct from Graceland, we've come up with a program called Viva Bendigo. And what it is, it's uh, a whole range of experiences you can do. So there's accommodation packages that are Elvis themed. Um, we've been commissioning, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've been commissioning um, activations across the city. So one of the big ones that we will be doing and launching will be Viva Bendigo letters in in, in right in the centre of Bendigo near the fountain. There will be these 2.1 metre high letters spelling out Viva Bendigo. In the letters will be Elvis's famous lyrics from his songs. Um, so big selfie moment, but what's really exciting, in the evening it will light up. So it'll be very Vegas in the evening. It'll oh. be playing Elvis's favourite you know, songs in the piazza, it's booming coming, away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it really will complement what the gallery will do. Will you be in your jumpsuit? <laughs> no. Oh, come on, Glenn. 
I, Get with a program, I pal. Think, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd I fit into it. I could see you striking the pose. <laughs> and... uh, well, you never know. You never know. I think there'd be a lot of people dancing in the main square I'd there. I'd to see that, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Glenn, but, um, we'll, we were talking about walking into the gallery before with the, the amazing gold facade that's just gone yeah, up, the shimmery yeah. facade. So we're trying to create a nighttime experience that you can come out and enjoy uh, Bendigo, get a bit of a, a taste of Vegas in Bendigo over that period. The other thing that's really exciting, we've got a whole range of attractions. So our Bendigo Tramways, uh, which is the the oldest fleet in Australia, they restore trams from around the world. They're doing a shake, rattle and roll tram, cocktail tram. So you can oh, jump really? on, have an Elvis, probably a Blue Hawaii cocktail or something like that. <laughs> and you can go along the streets, listen to some Elvis tunes, some rock and roll tunes and enjoy the streets, the sights of Bendigo by early evening. Uh, we've got painting workshops of the King. We've got rock and roll pizza Sundays, movie and dessert nights with some of Elvis's films, uh, cinema. So there's a whole range of things that's going to be happening. Hey, you know those folks who get on the train in in Melbourne or other or around Australia mm. a, dressed up as Elvis? Yes. Yep. Are they coming? I assume there'll we be a few so. of those. Yes. <laughs> oh, I think they have de- to. I think they? they're detouring from parks straight Th- down that's to Bendigo. Where it goes to parks, doesn't it? Parks is well, the big festival. It's actually, the, I think, the third largest music festival in Australia. Come parks on, you guys! You got to come deal. down here to Bendigo. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So there'll be plenty of activities around. Um, one thing that Bendigo's been recognised uh, late 2019. We're UNESCO's first Australian city to be a city of gastronomy. So we're recognised for our food wine, beverages. So you're going to see a lot of great food experiences. Some will be very fine dining and some will be very... Street food. Yeah, yeah, street food, lots of burgers, of course. Of course. Um, (laughs) I think we've got one that's um, probably not great on the waist, but um, it it sort of channels uh, that Vegas era, you might say. As my mum said, everything in moderation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, Glenn, to wrap you up, where can people go to find out more? BendigoTourism.com or if you're on social media, uh, explore Bendigo on Facebook and Instagram and you'll see the whole program up there of what you can do. Okay, just put it in. You can't go wrong. Uh, What else is coming up? Come on, spill the beans. What do you got in the pipeline? (laughs) What's on the wish list of uh, of you, uh, Lauren? Uh, Oh, look, the wish list is long. Elvis sat on the wish list for a long time. So, you know, we've always got our own shows. I know you can't tell me because you you, will be... uh... Negotiations are always bubbling away in the background. Who do you Big want? Things. Who, Who do you, do you want? want? Oh gosh, where to begin? I, should, I, mean, I, can't, I literally cannot say. Do you go around the world and look at exhibitions and go, "Oh gosh, could we get this here?" Oh, definitely, definitely. We've always got our eye can on. I come to. <laughs> it's, that is the good, fun part it? of the job. Look, I'm I am blessed in this job. This is a very lucky position, and I do have the great privilege of you know getting to go around and look at other exhibitions or you know open conversations with um, organisations like Graceland who actually don't necessarily have a kind of shake and bake exhibition ready to go but kind of conceptualise with them this is what we could do and this is how we think we would tell the story and essentially invent it from the ground up which is you know that's a really special experience and for this project you know it's a once in a lifetime opportunity because this is just been developed you know with us so for what this. are we going to see? Well, you will see, like we said, some childhood treasures, you know, lovingly saved by Elvis's doting mother, Gladys, like, you know, bits and pieces from his schooling. Like any, any mum would. Like any mum would. You know, the Graceland Archivist found a wooden trunk that we have coming to the show packed with things like school papers and his little crayon box from elementary oh. school and, you know, just the kinds of things you can picture a mother preserving, especially a mother who, 
you know, didn't really get to go through school herself. But then moving on from then, you know, we've got movie costumes, you know, scripts from his time in Hollywood. 31 uh, films he made, 784 songs and 1,684 concerts. Yeah. There's got to be a lot of stuff you can that pull from. two action-packed decades. And like as you said before with Driven, he burned the candle at both ends yeah. and, you know... Obviously, you know, just don't worry about the stage outfits, folks. You know, that, that that's something else again. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of that. We yeah. have a very fun display of jumpsuits, but you know, off stage fashion, incredible jewelry, beautiful pieces of 1970s design, you know, beautiful gold Rolex from I think 71, a limited edition King Gosh. Midas carved from a single ingot. Like, you know, just they're beautiful items, actually. Oh, oh <laughs> I wow. think um, John um, Lauren just touched on it. Then, what's really special about uh, this gallery here is, is that they do curate exhibitions and, and world class exhibitions. Um, not only with with uh, Elvis, but also you know the Marilyn Monroe exhibition. Yeah, those exhibitions didn't exist. Um, you know, it's, it was curated out of out of this building. Really, and um, so I think that's pretty special that we've got you know curators here that can can do that. They can mix with the best, and you don't. You don't have to get travelling exhibitions necessarily. You can actually do it from here. And I know with Marilyn, uh, a lot of those pieces were sought around the world in, by private collectors yeah. um, to bring an exhibition together that really wasn't there before. Mm. And so hence why a lot of these are Australian exclusive, sometimes world exclusive. Yeah, and look, we're in a lucky position that we can do a real range of programs as well. So we've done exhibitions on contemporary Indigenous fashion, but also fine art. And of course, as you said, we've got historical 19th century galleries as well. So... You know, there's a real range. Can people get a teaser of, of what the exhibition is like here, please, Lauren? Yes, John, if you go to our website, you can get a bit of a glimpse of the exhibition, get a sense of, you know, what will you see when you come and visit and hear from myself and um, also Graceland's own head of archives, Angie Marchese. So. Okay, uh, and where should people go to get that? If you Google Bendigo Art Gallery, you'll go... The, Straight to our website. Bingo, and bingo. also at, we, we too have social media channels where we'll be posting, you know, behind the scenes and some great photographs from the exhibition and close-up photographs and things like that. Elvis is waiting for you folks here in Bendigo. If you have, I say, all you Elvis fans, you're going to come anyway, but if you're not, you will be after this, let me assure you. It is more than just Elvis in Vegas. It's a tremendous exhibition and it's one not to be missed. Elvis, direct from Graceland right through until the 17th of July. Glenn Harvey from Bendigo Tourism, thank you so much indeed. Wonderful experiences. Go to those websites, as you said. Thanks, John. And to you, Lauren, uh, thank you so much indeed for your incredible hard work and your <laughs> team behind. Lauren Ellis, the curator of the Bendigo Art Gallery, thanks for giving up your time. Thanks, John. It's definitely a team effort. Thank you. Your Life Choices, as always, provides the over 50 Australians with essential news, articles and retirement resources on age pension, benefits, finance travel, health, Elvis Presley and so much more. Our mission is to inform and empower. And if you know of anyone who you believe could benefit from Australia's longest established and most trusted digital destination for the over 50s, then please spread the word. Membership is always free. I'm John Deeks and on behalf of the Your Life Choices team, including Glenn and his jumpsuit, and me. Be well, be happy, and we'll see you next time.